Well, Father, we just thank you right now for the power of your presence that is here, that is moving, that's stirring. Father, oh, how we love you. <laughs> oh, how we love you. As we're just singing this, I just couldn't help but be moved by his presence. Oh, how we love you. Come on, just right now, right where you're at, there's a couple of hundred of you watching, 50 households are in the mix. Come on, with all of our voices right now, let's just tell the Lord how much we love him. Father, we love you. <laughs> we magnify you, God. We exalt you right now. We just open up our mouths and we declare our affections for you, God. We are thankful for who you are and what you've done in us right now. Father, we just say yes to your presence. Yes to your presence. There are just, there's waves of peace coming right now into your household, into your home, into your spirit. I just see God just releasing un, uh, um, just a ra radical peace right now. Radical peace right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for the power of your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for who you are and what it is you're doing right now. We just choose to receive. We just choose to receive, Father. We choose to receive your love. We choose to receive your goodness. Oh, how we love you, Father. You are truly a friend. You truly are a friend. Father, we thank you, Lord, for who it is you are and what you're doing right now. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. I just see someone right now. They've got pain in the right side of their neck. I just see that pain dissolving right now in Jesus' mighty name. The strong tower is here. <laughs> As Liv was sharing before, the strong tower, he is our rock, he is our strong tower. He is Jehovah Rapha, the great physician. Father, we thank you that you're coming as physician right now. The Lord, you're bringing peace, Lord, to the storm, Lord, in people's bodies even right now. Father, we pray right now for anybody who has coronavirus. Father, Lord, uh, we just uh, take authority over this disease right now, Father, Lord, and, and no matter the, the length, the breadth, the depth, what we know, what we don't know, Lord, there is, a, there is a confrontation in the spirit right now, Lord, over this flu virus. And so we just take captive over it, Lord. We take, we exercise our dominion over it right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you that mountains melt like wax in the presence of God. <laughs> and the presence of God is here. <laughs> he's moving, he's stirring, he's breathing into your home through the airwaves right now. Father, we thank you, Lord, for what it is you're doing and you're saying, Father, we do love you. Father, we do love you. And we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. I'm just even sensing uh, the, the right hip. Father, I just thank you for mobility increasing and a right hip right now. Father, I thank you, Lord, that there's just a um, uh, thank you, God. I just see um, even uh, like a tendonitis uh, in, the, in the left arm, somewhere near the elbow. Father, I thank you, Lord, that these are melting like wax right now in the power of the presence of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Melissa, you got anything? You sensing anything? So you're saying how you were feeling pressure. I was feeling that same pressure all of a sudden. I don't know if anybody out there is just having maybe just a sour stomach because of nerves or anxiety. Um, I just pray that all that pressure would just go. Yes, Lord. 
right now in Jesus' name. Just Thank anything you, that's just feels just out of alignment. Lord, we just ask it that would come into alignment right now with you, Heavenly Father, and that the pain would just go. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we just bless every household. Yes, and, and Danielle, I want to sing this song, Oh, How I Love You, one more time. But Father, we just bless these households right now with the power of your presence and your goodness. God, we thank you that you're breaking in. <laughs> your love is breaking in right now. Father, we love you. And we thank you for what you're doing right now in Jesus' mighty name. Let's just sing this again. Oh, how we love you. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's just worship as we pray. Lord, we just come before you right now and we just thank you for this time of worship. We just thank you for this time, every family in their homes, that we just set aside some time to just set our affections and our focus on you. We just thank you for all that was done in and through us today. And we just pray for the remainder of this time together. We just pray that everybody would be blessed by the time that we get to share together in worship and in word and just encouragement. And we just thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Danielle and Jared. That was amazing. We love you guys. Thanks for your worship. I tell you what, good reports are already coming in. It's so fun. Kristen is saying that her neck, all the pain in her neck was gone after we prayed. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. This is the God that we serve right now in this moment. I tell you what, when you release a testimony, it's an opportunity for God to do it again. And so we just thank you, Lord, right now for what you're doing, what you're saying as you're moving through the hearts of people. Lord, we just declare radical testimonies by the power of your presence. <laughs> Father, I thank you for an invasion of your goodness, an invasion of your love, an invasion of your healing power right now in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, we want to hear these testimonies. They're coming through the feed. We're trying to read them as they're going. We got friends from all over the world tuning in. We got South Africa, Singapore. I see Germany. Hello, Vicky. Tell your family we said hello. We love uh, your family so much. And uh, so many good Gen 1 fam here on the feed here today. 
and just put in the testimonies. We want to hear. And actually, we have teams ministering right now. So if you need ministry, if you want to receive personal prayer and a private video conference uh, room, we can do that right now. If you want an encouraging word, you want to receive a prophetic word, you want healing in your body, you want breakthrough and anxiety or fear, just drop in the comments right now. I would like to receive ministry. Miranda's there working and she'll get you into um, a room. We want to pray for you right now. This is a time of hope and it's a time for us to come together as the body of Christ and be able to meet those needs. Our teams are amazing. I tell you what, they've ministered to thousands of people as they come in for training, as they come in to receive hope from us. And these are fireballs in the kingdom of God. And uh, we're just excited about you having that opportunity. Okay, so jump into those. And that'll be amazing. And man, Melissa, what a week we're having, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it has not been boring, to say the least. It was a good week. It was a good week. My husband here, he was so good to get us a homeschool schedule um, that pretty much saved the day. So last <laughs> the prior week, I think by Thursday night, I was in tears. And this week, it was like Friday afternoon. So it's progress. <laughs> You know, everyone's cooped up at home. If you're in a, a stay-at-home order right now, whether in your state, your city, in your country, um, we're in the state of Michigan, and so we are under a stay-at-home order. And, and so we've just been going after what it means to live life and push things forward. And I tell you what, it's just so easy to partner with a lot of fear, but we believe something good is about to happen. And so just kudos out there to all the moms and the dads that are homeschooling and, and having to clean their house every five minutes. Because <laughs> like the moment you vacuum some crumbs, they just show up again, don't they? I've never ran my dishwasher as many times as I have in the last like 14 days. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, and everyone's kind of experiencing something new. You know, there may be something new you experience because of the kind of the shutdown. And so there's always things to be thankful for. And we'll kind of get into some of that as well. But man, we're just so happy that you're here. There's once again, so many friends uh, jumping on the feed here, and Phil Smith, and Dub Alexander, and Kaylin. Hello, you guys. Hello, Suzanne, once again, trying to look through the feed. Ashley Kreiderman's on right now. Michael and Joanne, hello, you guys. Good to see you, Kathy. You guys are amazing. Good to see all of you guys. We're happy to be in your living room right now as a community, <laughs> and we really believe community is possible, even online, and so we're excited about some solutions we have for that as an online community right now. Um, that we want to go after. We'll be going after sharing some of that information with you in a moment. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, we have some announcements for you right now. We've got Chrissy Gillette on the team. She's on the feed and she's got some amazing updates for us. Chrissy, why don't you take it away? How you doing? Good. How are you guys? I'm so happy to be here. Come on. It's so good. It's so good. We've got lots of people watching right now. And Chrissy, they want to know how to get connected with our <laughs> online community. Awesome. So all of this going on right now, you know, we've developed a tool for our family to stay connected. And it's called the Gen 1 Local Church Family Group. You can find it on Facebook. And again, it's just a great way to stay connected right now. We'll have live worship and prayer moments, daily encouragement, declarations, and just it'll be a good time. Also, special announcements, too, to keep you up to date on things. We also have the family groups available over Zoom right now. And if you want to sign up for a family group and get connected in that online community, um, I'm actually going to show you guys. You go to our website, and it's called 
you go to generation1.org slash family dash groups. And then uh, you'll just see right here that you can go through, enter your information, and we'll contact you and get you connected. The next thing I want to talk about is the Keep Your Hope On Challenge. I'm so excited, you guys, just to be involved in this community. So far, it's just been amazing. I mean, like, put it in the comments right now, like, just how many of you are involved? It's just incredible. The people, the, you know, Drew has just been awesome, just engaging all of us and getting these awesome people to come join us. And there's just such a hope, such a celebration of the Lord in this group. And honestly, if you're having a rough moment, if you're having a rough day, you can just go and watch one of those videos and it'll bring a smile to your face, I promise. So go check that out. That's on Facebook. However, you want to go to the website, generation1.org to register first, and then you can join the Facebook group. So that's all the announcements I have for today. I am so happy to be here with you guys. It's so blessed to be able to connect with my family in this great way. And on that note, I'm going to pass it off back to Drew. Awesome. Thank you, Chrissy. It's so good. You know, we want to stay connected with you guys um, and do the best that we can to not just, you know, be available to, you know, to be mindful of you or just to offer, you know, these experiences online, but we really want to be a family still. And we got to get a little creative on how to do that. And so I'm excited about these virtual family groups. And so they're going to be meeting over Zoom. It's going to be awesome, you guys. So just go to the site and uh, log, you know, log into the site there, grab a hold of those and uh, sign up, get, in, get into a group. And we're going to be putting you into groups. And so we got great family group leaders. They're going to be meeting online in a Zoom deal. And then that church family group, okay? So there's also the Gen 1 local church family group that Chrissy told us about. That is here on Facebook. That's for our members, okay? So if you're watching right now and you have another home church, um, you know, we're going to continue to encourage you here. But if Gen 1 is your home church, all right, if you've done training with us, if you've gone to our school, if you've gotten Sozo from us, if you're a part of the Transformation Center, if you're involved with us, jump into that group. It's really going to be awesome chance for us to kind of connect more intimately as a community. We're going to be doing some just some live hangout times in there. We're going to be doing some prayer meetings. Um, also, some live worship is going to be amazing. And so uh, make sure you get into that group. That's going to be a way we're going to stay in touch on a daily basis if we really want to. So Melissa and I put a video in there this morning, just kind of doing an update on where we're at. So go check that out. And some other Gen 1 fam was in there too and posting their video. We'd love to hear from you. How are you doing? What's going on? Are there needs in your life that we can be mindful of? We would love to be an encouragement in your life in that way. And so excited to do that. Thank you, Chrissy, so much for sharing those announcements. And you know, Melissa, you had something you wanted to share on generosity, and I think it'd be really encouraging for people. I love generosity. And it's just so interesting this week, um, you know, when we're going through all of this chaos and, you know, just not really knowing where everything is going to fall, it's very easy to feel, at least for myself, that you just want to preserve, that you're like, you want to hold back, you're like, how am I going to pay this bill or how am I going to pay this bill or what is it going to look like as we go forward and walk this out? And the Lord just kind of gave me this week. He was just like, you know, I just kept hearing like, give and it'll be given, give and it'll be given. And it's just like in times like this, it's so hard to give because you feel like, again, you just want to like self-preserve, especially being isolated, right? It's even more difficult. Sure. 
but I just felt like the Lord this week, um, and it's my challenge to you. It's just like whatever the Lord brings into view, whether it's through like your neighborhood Facebook group, whether it's through Instagram, Facebook, a good friend, um, just keeping your head up and just being mindful of others. Because sometimes even, you know, the very things that we need, like when you sow into those things, like it's returned. It's like give and it'll be given. And I just had some really cool moments where the Lord highlighted a few things to me. And I just sowed, just, you know, just whatever I felt like the Lord put on my heart. And I'll tell you what, the Lord was so faithful this week, you know, just like text in the mail, you know, that we were waiting for, things like that just kind of showed up. And I just, I love to be mindful of it because if you're not intentional about generosity, like it's really easy just to get so busy and consumed in just everyday life and that self-preservation and thinking about your own. But when you really just like open your eyes and just really so in, the Lord is so faithful just to return that. So however you can, you know, in um, just encouragement and just joy, you know, sending funny memes, <laughs> whatever you got, you know, just to get generous with your time, your money, your influence, Absolutely. whatever. Yeah, right. It's not always money, but just however yeah. the Lord leads you. So I just wanted to encourage you. Come on. This is not a time for us to hold back, right? As believers, we should be fully convinced that God's got our back and God's posture isn't like this. God's posture is like this. He's handing things out through us. And so um, just encourage you to go after that and allow that to lead you and uh, it'll be amazing. Okay. Well, hey, just once again, thanks for everyone jumping on. Some dear pastor friends are on. Andy Cox. Hello, Andy. How are you? Pastor Jay Armerly is on. Hello, Jay. We love you guys in Canada. You're amazing. So, so many dear friends on here. Hey, share the broadcast out. I'm about to give my message and I have something to, powerful to share with you. I'm really talking about what I feel like God's doing right now in this season. So share this out right now. I believe I've got an on-time word that's really going to just push you forward and what it is that God has. One thing I want to do, just I want I just want to add to what Christy said on one other thing. We do have our Keep Your Hope On Challenge on going right now. And so these are, you know, 20 of my dearest friends have jumped on right now. And we're doing these amazing conversations every day about the power of hope. And, and so we have so many more speakers adding to this. So you guys, we're pushing this out to 30 days and it's so exciting. Um, Eric Johnson just jumped on, Rabbi Jason Sobel and, and uh, uh, Abby and Justin Stumval and so many other dear friends are jumping on this. And we have a few other big announcements as well, jumping on. We're getting just 100% detailed in. It's going to be amazing. Go to keepyourhopeon.com. Jump in that challenge with us. It's just a fun way for us to make sure that our hope is vibrant. And uh, I, I texted Danny Soap the other day, and I, was, I said, hey, Danny, we're, we're doing this challenge. And, we're, and we called it Keep Your Hope On. I said, thanks for the inspiration. And his reply was, Kaiho. So, <laughs> Danny, if you're watching right now, Thanks for the inspiration. It's been super fun. Okay, I'm gonna get into our message right now. And so, one more thing. oh, one more thing. What? What is it? What's happening this week? Oh, oh my gosh, you guys! This week we have a big announcement. <laughs> it's Melissa's birthday. <laughs> it's a big one too. It's forty. <laughs> forty. Can you guys believe that? I mean, doesn't she look like twenty nine again? I mean, it's actually true. Pregnant with number five, everybody. This is amazing. You look, you look fantastic, Melissa Ray. You are glowing, glowing, 
glowing beauty. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, let's just pause the video here for one second. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, hey, wish Melissa happy birthday. It's actually April 3rd. It's coming up this Friday. And so she takes, um, uh, she loves couches. She loves <laughs> furniture. Uh, a little hard to send that right now. But anyways, um, or, or Starbucks. Yeah, there you go. Send her some Starbucks. So I'm going to grab some notes here and, and throw these up on the screen that I'm going to be reading for myself so I can try to sound intelligent here for you guys. And uh, man, just so honored you guys are here, you're viewing. And uh, honor that you spend some time with us this Saturday as we go into what it is that the Lord's doing with our community. And, and one of the things that we have really as a foundation is a culture of hope. We are one of the most radically contagious, hope-filled communities that you would ever meet. I mean, you just walk into our environment when we're together and you can't help but feel like something good is about to happen. <laughs> it is the truth. It's who we are. And, and so I, I'm just doubling down on hope right now. And, and, and I really do have a hope-filled message today, but I do have prophetic insight that I'll be pushing through this message and, and bringing along the way because I do believe that there is a time and a season that we're in. And I want to start with you just by reading you know, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, it says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. As a woman thinks in her heart, so she is. There is something powerful about what we are stewarding on the inside. And today I really want to talk with you about an unrealistic hope. You know, there are things happening right now in the world. There is a message that's being released into the world by lots of different people with lots of different agendas around the coronavirus and around the economy and everyone's trying to predict what's about to happen and and I tell you what you we're not short of opinions right now <laughs> that's for sure true but what we know is that you are in control of you come on look at your neighbor right now tell them say you're in control of you I know you're pointing at your spouse your kid whatever let them know you are in control of you. And what's so important about this is that what I believe today affects the outcome of my future experience. What I believe today affects the outcome of my future experience. You know, the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so we have to really accept responsibility for the future as we are embracing um, the thoughts that are going to rule our life. And I tell you what, it's just so easy right now to let a lot of other thoughts try to rule us. A lot of other opinions try to rule us. But I tell you what, we need to be surrendered to the word of the Lord. This is the word that we need to be given to. We need to be given to the rhema word. We need to be given to the logos word. We need to be aligned with the, um, uh, with the, the graphy word. All three aspects of the word of God, we need it. We need his voice. We need the strength of our community and we need the written word. And out of that three full cord, it cannot be broken. I tell you what, we need to be founded on the word of God. And I can't say it enough. And I know there's a lot of you guys that are veteran Christians. You've been going at this all your life. But I tell you what, in times of great challenge, in times when we need to overcome, we got to get back to the basics. You know, uh, we lost the life of Kobe Bryant earlier this year. And I tell you what, he was so celebrated because he was a champion. 
and he was a, a highly decorated champion and highly decorated individual in his, in his individual performance as well in the league. And, and I tell you what, when you go back and you look at the document of his life, the thing that he did better than anybody else, or at least as what is required as a champion, is that he repeated the basics. And I tell you what, there's never a greater time than right now than to make sure that our mind is protected, our heart is protected. Come on, our actions are governed by the word of God, by what God is speaking in his word, by what we're reading in his word, and what the strength of what we're coming together as a community and hearing um, by his word as well. We got to be in the basics. I tell you what, we need to be on our knees. We need to be soaking. We need to be praying. We need to be generous. We need the hope, hope to lead us. We need radical joy and peace. We need the fruit of the spirit in our lives. I tell you what, if you don't have the fruit of the spirit in operating in your life or being the output of your life, you may be under the subjection of a lie. <laughs> if you're weak right now, you might be lacking some strength. Come on. Come on, if, if, you're, if you're, your temper is short right now, you might be lacking some self-control. This is an opportunity, unlike any other time before, where we have the chance to really be the fruit of the Spirit. And I, I believe that that's the measurement. If we don't have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, then we're missing out on the opportunity to really demonstrate who God is and what he's doing in us and through us. Okay. Let me reload this thing here one more time. Make sure we're all sounding intelligent here. All right, great. And so I, I really believe Romans chapter five is so powerful. It says, now hope does not disappoint. Come on, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope does not disappoint. I tell you what, if you're living with disappointment right now or feeling disappointment wanting to come on you, I tell you what, that is not from God. That is not his desire for your life. God is wanting to bring his hope to you, which does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. How has it happened? By the Holy Spirit. We need the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, which means, which is the result of living life in the Spirit. We need the Spirit of God to lead us. When we wake up in the morning right now and we're going out and having our coffee and all of our kids are there too, we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we're going up to Chase.com and looking at our checking account right now, we need to be led by the Spirit of God. When we're answering that same question for the fifth time in homeschooling, we need to be led by the Spirit of God. Come on. When we're walking through the grocery store and we see that person that we know needs an encouraging word, we need the wisdom of God, how to navigate that and make sure we're led by the Spirit of God so they can receive the breakthrough that God is wanting to bring to them. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. This is not a time to grow weary. It's not a time to be discouraged. It's not time to be on the defensive. It's time to be on the offensive. This is a divine opportunity for the light of the kingdom to shine. <laughs> Arise and shine for your light has come. It didn't say that God's light has come. It didn't say Jesus's light has come. Isaiah wasn't saying my light came because I was the great prophet of the age. No, he said, arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I tell you what, it's time for us to shine. 
to shine with a hope that does not disappoint. I tell you what, Proverbs 13, 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. We have tree of life moments available for us. We really believe that hope is the expectation of good in our future. And we got to get ready for something good that is about to happen. We have to have this rooted position of hope, this unshakable position of hope rooted in us by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can actually demonstrate what it is that God's wanting to do right now. You know, the enemy has an agenda and it's to steal, kill, and destroy. But in that agenda, we know that God always has the ability to overcome and the agenda of the kingdom is always going to overcome because that's what it's happened through Jesus is he has overcome the world. He's overcome the cosmos. He's overcome the agenda of the enemy, the atmosphere, the ruler of the air, principalities. And so we can't get distracted with people right now. You can't get distracted with your local you know, political leaders, your state political leaders, your president. You can't create excuses for why your prime minister is the problem. You can't create excuses is why parliament's in the way. We have to realize that God is bigger than people and people are not our enemy. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities. And so we need to adjust our position and make sure our hope-filled position uh, by the kingdom of God will allow us to focus on what the real target is. And there is an enemy. And I tell you what, we overcome the enemy by the power of the blood of Jesus and by the word of our testimony. We need to begin to declare the encouraging words, the, the praise reports. We need to dwell on the good things of the kingdom, on the good report, whatever is kind, whatever is peaceable, whatever is lovely, whatever is of a good report. These are the things that we should dwell on, Philippians tells us. And so hope deferred makes the heart sick. The enemy wants your heart, your hope to be deferred right now. The enemy wants your heart to be sick. The enemy wants you to be discouraged by looking at your checking account. He wants you discouraged by your looking at your portfolio. He wants you discouraged by having to be at home and go stir crazy. He wants you discouraged when you're on a Zoom conference call with 30 people and no one, everyone's talking over one another. Come on, that's just real. And so we need hope uh, to, to really be realized. And you are the ambassador of hope. You are the answer of hope in the earth. It is Christ in you that is the hope of glory. And I really believe that there's an explosion of longings fulfilled that is about to happen. Come on. I said longing fulfilled is about to explode. Something good is about to happen. Generation one, nations of the earth that are watching right now, I prophesy over you something good is about to happen. The Lord is doing marvelous things and it's bigger than the facts. It's bigger than what's true. It doesn't make us come into, you know, um, you know, weird thinking and denying the facts and denying what's true. We don't need to do any of that. No, wisdom allows for us to interact with what's true while living from the truth. And the truth is, is that we've overcome. The truth is by the power of the spirit of God, we have a love inside of us that allows for a hope to abound. Come on. And we get to live in that rooted position. Come on. And so this isn't about your opinion. Right now, it's not about someone else's opinion. This is not about what, you know, what, the, what we're trying to predict is going to happen in the future. We need to live our lives by the truth. 
We need to live our lives by what God says is possible. We need to realize his promises are yes and amen, and that God is faithful and just to complete every single work that he starts. Come on, somebody. I said he's faithful and just to finish what he starts. Don't we serve a good God? He is so faithful and he's so powerful. Come on. And so um, what you believe about God is the most important cornerstone of your belief system. Who God is in his nature allows us to step into this hope-filled position. And so who God in his nature also defines his will. And so we always know that, that God, you know, one of his names, his nature is that he is Jehovah Rapha. He is healer, which means he's always willing to heal because if he's not willing to heal, he would come into disagreement with himself. And that would call, be called double-mindedness. And the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'm so thankful that God's not double-minded. I'm so thankful that God is a rock. He is that sure, uh, sure thing. And so what you believe about him impacts how you predict the future. Hope is the expectation of something good happening in the future. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. What is faith? Faith is a substance of things hoped for. How do we acquire the substance of hope, which is faith? It's by listening. Well, what are we listening to? I tell you what, some of you need to start talking to yourself. <laughs> some of you need to begin to release declaration about what you believe is about to happen in the future. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so he is, the Bible says. Also, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. I tell you what, you're getting a word tsunami right now. It's not time to waver. It's not time to hold back. It's not time to read the report of the enemy. It's time to stand on the truth of who God is in this hour. Come on, church. This is your opportunity. This is your hour, bride of Christ, to rise up and to stand for truth, to stand for hope, and to stand for what the word of the Lord is in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, someone just say amen. <laughs> I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. This is so good. Hope in his presence is guaranteed. Come on. If uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 through 19 Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 through 19, it says, Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutable uh, immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, in which is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope that's set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. These are the two immutable things. God's hope is sure and it is steadfast. And which enters the presence behind the veil where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become the high priest forever, according to the order of, of Melchizedek. I tell you what, we are kings and priests and we've been given access as priests into the holy of holies and in that place in god's presence is a hope and that hope is uh, an anchor of the soul it is both sure and steadfast come on right now we need hope that anchors the soul right now you're needing hope right now you're needing to know that that god's got your back you're needing to know that your community has your back this is not a time to hold back 
but to be the gospel. I tell you what, this promise of hope that God brings, it's a sure hope and it's a steadfast hope. If your hope is not sure and it's not steadfast, you might not have God's hope. <laughs> you know, if you have a hopeless perspective, you might be under the influence of a lie because a hopeless perspective is a godless perspective. Why is it godless? Well, you see, because God already saw this happening. He's not surprised by COVID-19. He's not surprised by the economy right now. And I tell you what, in Jesus is the solution for all things. In the gospel is the solution to solve the world's greatest problems. And so we need believers who can understand how to translate the word of God into practical solutions that truly can change the world. Even in the midst of our greatest adversity and the midst of our greatest challenge, God is wanting to do something through you like you've never seen before. And I tell you what, these things he's doing are both sure and they are steadfast. If your hope right now is not sure and steadfast, it might not be the hope of God. And so we need to root our position in the word to have a hope that is sure and steadfast. What is God saying about these things? We need a lifestyle of hosting the presence of God. Because in his presence, the writer in Hebrews says that in his presence, behind that veil, that we've been given permission, just like Jesus, in the order of Melchizedek, to have a hope that anchors the soul. And I tell you what, it's both sure and it's steadfast. Someone say amen for that. Come on. Romans chapter 8, verse 22. It says, for we were, or 24, we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? You know, some of you are saying right now, well, Drew, I can't see the thing you're talking about. And, you know, I've tried to pray and I, I, I can't see, I can't physically see it. Well, you know, hope isn't actually based off of what you see. Hope isn't actually based off the facts. Hope is built off the truth of who God is to ultimately work all things together for good. There's something beautiful about this level of trust that we have to say, God, I believe that you're going to be the author, the beginning, and the finisher, the end. And so Romans here, Paul's telling the, the Roman church here, he's saying, hey, we aren't saved. Uh, we were saved in this hope that was unseen, you know, but, but hope that is seen is not hope. He goes on in verse 25, but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. I tell you what, sometimes when you have, when not sometimes, when you have vision for your life, life begins to happen. You know, when you have vision for your life, hope begins to rise out. When you have a focus for your life that is life-giving, it allows, to, it pulls you forward into the full reality of what's possible in and through your life so that we can overcome. It doesn't deny the circumstance, but it gives us courage to rise above by the power of the spirit of God so that we can walk forward and overcome the obstacle that's in front of us. Hope was made to be unrealistic. I was talking with Papa T today. We had a real encouraging conversation, catching up on what the, we believe the Lord's doing. And Papa T was sharing with me, and I'm sure he's going to get into our local church family group and share this out and expand it. But I love Romans chapter 418. We were talking about it. It says, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Come on, say that with me. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Come on, 
in hope, Abraham believed. Come on, he had against all hope, against all odds, against all things that should have happened, against all practical ideas, against the truth or, or what was true in his life. He elevated into the truth of the promise of God that he would be the father of many nations, okay? And so this is Romans chapter four, verse 18. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without, verse 19, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. Thank you, Jesus. But was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. You know, some of you right now are making that decision. Will I waver or will I not? And I tell you what, we have the ability not to waver by the power of the spirit and by living life in the spirit, which conjures, stirs and reminds inside of us the promises that God has given us. You know, COVID is not deleting God's promises. Come on. The economy is not deleting God's promises. Whoa, come on. Your neighbor's prediction is not <laughs> disqualifying God's promises. CNN is not disqualifying God's promises. President Trump is not disqualifying God's promises. Come on, your nation, your political climate, what's going on around you does not disqualify the promises of God. God is who he says he is. He was and he is and he is to come. Come on, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He does not change. Man does not get in the way of the plan of God. We get to partner with it. We get to be aware of what he's always doing. We get to be aware of what he's always been saying. And I tell you what, we have the chance not to waver, <laughs> not to relent. I tell you what, we do need a little bit of strategy though right now. We need to know how to place our standing. We need to be in a stance where we're not just going to blow over in the wind. We need to be built on a sure foundation so that we can understand what it looks like to operate in that. I was thinking about this the other day, and I think I got some family online right now watching. They'll love this story, but I was five years old. This is a little controversy podcast nowadays. I don't know. I was raised in Kentucky, and, uh, and so my dad raised us to love hunting and going after those things, and I'll never forget one time I was learning how to shoot a, a larger gun than, I, than I, what I've been used to. And as I was aiming, we were doing some practice firing and had a bunch of acreage. And, and so I was a wee little guy and I had a little 410 shotgun. And, and so my dad had the barrel of the gun put up under my shoulder and I'm, I'm looking down the, the lens there and trying to hit the target. And, and so, uh, and so I, as I was I'm getting in position, the, the stock of the gun fell under my armpit and I'm looking down there and I shoot that gun and, and all of a sudden the hammer of the gun comes back and it kicks back and cuts me in the face. And, you know, and I was totally surprised and, you know, I didn't have the right stance to get ready for what was about to happen. And I tell you what, when your faith 
is, is not rooted in the power of the word, when your faith is just a feeling, it's kind of like that powerful thing not being positioned correctly underneath your arm. That stock of that gun's got to go right into the shoulder to absorb what's going on. I tell you what, when your posture in your spirit is connected with the Holy Spirit and you're in the word of God, it allows you to be strengthened to absorb what's going on in that powerful moment. And I tell you what, we need people right now who are fully convinced with who God is, with who he says he is, with who he says that you are. I tell you what, and, and, and don't be discouraged by your dysfunction. You know, some of you are like, well, Drew, I hear all you're saying. We just had a terrible week. I mean, I, you know, I just did this. I said this to my husband or my wife and I treated my kids this week and Drew, I don't really know. Well, I have great hope for you. I tell you what, Abraham was really dysfunctional. <laughs> he was dysfunctional. He lied about his wife, tried to protect her and, and uh, got caught doing that. And he didn't believe God's word completely because we know that obviously he got Hagar, Sarah's, you know, uh, servant pregnant with and made an Ishmael. And I tell you what, there's all kinds of drama I mean, going out and getting, you know, Isaac, his spouse, and getting Jacob, his spouse. There was all kinds of drama. Jacob lied to his dad and, and uh, betrayed his brother, and, and God used all of these people. Come on. And so what's so exciting is that God wants to do something through you, not because you're perfect, not because you know everything, not because you've had everything figured out and you are so ready for all of this. None of us could have been ready for what was about to happen. I tell you what but the word of God allows us to stand. Recommit yourself right now to the truth and the promises of the word of the Lord. Some of you need a Jacob moment, like in Genesis chapter 32, where he grabbed hold of the angel of the Lord and he said, I'm not gonna let go till you bless me. Come on, right now, you need to grab hold of the promises of God and say, Lord, I'm not gonna let go till you bless me. This is not a time to retreat. This is not a time to be on the defensive. It's time to be on the offensive. This is a great opportunity for you. This is a great opportunity for what God wants to do, not just for you, but what God wants to do through you. And I tell you what, according to the faith you have for God to do something through you will be what he does move through you. That's how much he can trust you with. That's how much he can push you push through you. You're not a pond, you're a river. And so I'm just thankful for the body of Christ who is getting in position because God wants to do something through us. You know, you can't go to a new place with an old name. You know, if you look at the word of God, you see how God interacted with the generals of our faith. All of them transitioned into new seasons with a new name. And I really believe that God right now, and I'm going to shift kind of more prophetically into what I'm sensing in the season, is that I really feel like God's about to give us a new name. I really feel like God's about to, to uh, in this reset, that there's something about to happen. Um, it's going to be like Jacob when he wrestled with the angel of the Lord in Peniel. And, and, uh, and he said, I'm not going to let go to you. Bless me. And in that moment, God changed Jacob's name to Israel. Abram was changed to Abraham. Sarai was changed to Sarah. Come on. We, um, you know, Simon Barjona was his name was changed to Peter. He, God, you know, Jesus called him a rock. He was a flimsy man. He wavered in his beliefs, didn't he? But the Lord called him a rock. We know that Saul went from Paul. We see this time and again that people's names changed coming into a new season. And so even Daniel's name was changed, you know, from his name in Israel in Hebrew to his name in Babylon. 
And so your name gets changed in seasons. And I really believe that there is an upgrade that's coming in this reset where God is about to change your name. In 2008, I had a really powerful encounter with the Lord. I, uh, and kind of leading up to this encounter, I'd gone through, you know, kind of an awkward, you know, situation, to be honest with you. And some of you guys know, if, if you've known me for a long time, when I was a kid, I, I was called Andy. And uh, I, I, I didn't really love the name Andy, especially if you're a northerner, it comes out a little nasally, and Andy. And, 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 and so my name is Andrew. And, and so uh, this is such an awkward story. But uh, and so... <laughs> So I was always raised being called Andy. And, and so uh, my dad would sometimes call me Drew as a nickname. And, and so we just, you know, I was called all kinds of things. You know, I had all kinds of nicknames. Anyways, so my wife, we meet in 1999. We start dating. And I was 20 years old and Melissa was 19. And, and, so, uh, and so she's like, hey, you know, why, why do people call you Andy? Why do they call you Andrew? And I was like, I don't know. It's a Southern thing. You cut the name in half. You add an E at the end. And and my whole family did it. You know, Ronald is Ronnie, Teresa is Terry, and Donald was Donnie, and Andrew is Andy. We all had these nicknames and just a Southern thing, you know, and I'm, I'm sure it's full of affection and warmth, right? And so uh, I was like, I don't, I don't really know. And she's like, well, what do you want to be called? And I said, well, I, I really want to be called Drew. And, uh, and so this was, it, you know, I don't recommend anybody changing the name that they're called. It's super awkward, okay? And so I went through many years where people are like, what do I call you? I don't think I can call you, Drew. I've always known you as Andy. And it was super awkward for me as much as it was for everybody else. And, but a powerful thing happened for me in 2008. And I was really met by the Lord. And the Lord really um, began to speak to me that he was inviting me to explore his wisdom to really explore what it meant to be led by his wisdom. And, and so um, I, I, was, I had some really powerful leaders that have been praying for me. And I went through a season of impartation and just really receiving from the Lord kind of blueprints and expectations for my life. And, and, and I just remember just going after the Lord and seeking his face, wanting to know what a Solomon lifestyle would really look like. And, and so I'd had a powerful leader come to me and the word of the Lord from them was, Drew, what do you want? It was a Solomon moment. And I, I said, you know, Lord, I want your wisdom. I want your wisdom. I want it. I want it. I want it. And, and so right after this encounter, I'd had this kind of impartation from this super wise individual and a powerful mentor in my life. Um, I walk away, I had an encounter about five hours. I was caught away with the Lord. I ended up having an open vision. And in this vision, um, the Lord changed my name. He called me Jacob and he said, I no longer call you Jacob. I call you Israel. And I was dead on the ground and he resurrected me. And I knew that in that moment that I began to change. I knew something was changing in my life. I knew that something had died, something had ended. There was a reset on Drew Neal's life that happened in 2008. And so uh, shortly after that, you know, our, our son Ephraim was, was born and, and we named him Ephraim, which is a Hebrew name, means fruitful and of a double portion. And I'll never forget looking through the baby book and the Lord said, Drew, do you know, you know what your name means? And, and I was familiar with Andrew, it means strong and courageous. And and so I was saying, well, yeah, Lord, it means strong and courageous. He says, no, do you know what Drew means? And so I went, I looked up Drew and I found one of the meanings of Drew is wisdom. And I found out that I had been anticipating, even without me knowing that I was naming myself for my future. I was naming myself in advance of what it was that God wanted to do in me and through me, which was so powerful. 
And so now I'm having this encounter where I'd been renamed by the Lord, which gave me a lot of permission and even more confidence in why I went through that awkward season for about six or seven years, trying to get people to call me Drew and shifting off of Andy. And so I really believe that we're in a hard reset season. No, I don't plan on changing my name again. <laughs> but what I'm encouraging you in is that, you know, oftentimes we name ourselves according to our past. We name ourselves failure. We name ourselves late to every meeting. Come on. We name ourselves as always going to miss the mark. We name ourselves as forgetful. We name ourselves as a person who can't follow through and finish. We name ourselves as a, a not a good communicator. We name ourselves as a bad parent. Come on, somebody. I said the enemy wants to give you a name according to your past, but the Lord has a name for you. The Lord has a name for you. And I tell you what, just like Jacob had a past and it meant double, it meant deceiver. God pulled him off of the name of his past and he gave him a royal name. <laughs> he gave him a royal future. And he said, I no longer call you Jacob, I call you Israel. You are a prince before God and before man. You have found favor in my sight. And so I believe the Lord is renaming us right now. I believe the Lord is getting us ready for a brand new season. And I tell you what, if you don't know what's coming, you will lament yesteryear. If you don't know what's coming, you will be afraid. You'll say, hey, the wilderness was better than where we're at, or Egypt was better than the wilderness. But how many of the children of Israel were distracted by the wilderness? They, did, they were anticipating what the land of milk and honey was really going to look like. And so they were distracted and they began to make covenant with the place of their past and saying, let's go back. And so it's time for us, like Joshua and like Caleb, to anticipate the future and believe that we can overcome the giants that are here. You know, I've been sharing in the, in the business space and the entrepreneurship world that technology was about to shift and that in this shift in technology, that in the next three years, we were going to gain ground that we had only gained in comparison to the last 20 years. And that there was going to be such an acceleration on the ground that we were going to gain and artificial tech, uh, intelligence and, and its integration into the world and, and all the different you know, things that projects that people are working on. Something was about to radically shift. And while I wouldn't have been able to predict a, a reset like this, um, I, I knew something was coming. You know, for the first time in history right now, the whole world is encountering the same thing. We are all being pushed through the same experience. Now, many people prophesied about 2020 saying it was a year of vision or a year of clarity. And, uh, and so isn't it interesting that right now that the whole world is seeing the same thing, but they're all predicting something different. We're all seeing the same thing, but we're predicting something different. And the difference is between those who've been rooted in the word of God and those who've not. I tell you what, the former things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. God is doing something radical right now. He wants to do something radical for you. He wants to do something radical through you. And it's not time to grow weary. It's not time to go to go back to the wilderness or back to Egypt. It's not time to, to be scared and say, hey, we can't overcome these giants. It is time to stand on the word of God. <laughs> God's about to do a new thing. This is a divine opportunity to build the future. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. How you think in your mind shapes how you build your future. Come on, if you've made competing commitments with your past, 
You need to break those things right now in Jesus' name. You are not your past. You are who God says you are, and you get to live today towards those things. It's not time to hold back. It's time to walk in the fullness of who he is. I tell you what, I've been encouraging it here now for 35 minutes. I haven't stopped talking. I tell you what, because I'm passionate, I'm full of conviction. This is your hour to rise. This is your time to rise and to stand on the word of God. This is your time to rise and get ready for radical change. It's going to be so different. It's going to be like the wilderness and the promised land. It's going to be so different that you're going to be known maybe as a deceiver to all of a sudden being the prince of Israel. It's going to be so radical that you're going to go from unwise to wise. It's going to be so radical that you're going to be a persecutor of a church to the man that established the church for now 2,000 millennia. I tell you what, something radical is happening and we're moving from a former thing into a new thing. God isn't doing a new thing, but we're becoming aware of the thing that he was ready to do and we get to partner with it or we can resist it. It's not time to resist. God is on the move. He's speaking. He's moving. He's stirring in the earth right now. And it's time for us to allow that to move through us. This is your moment. This is your moment. It's not time to hold back. It's not time to move in fear. It's not time to go back to Egypt. It's not time to go back to who we used to be. You know, Peter, and I'll end with this. Peter, he was discouraged after Jesus died. He just let his best friend down. He just denied Jesus three times and, and, uh, and had gone through a difficult circumstance. And, and there he was in the boat. He had put back on his wardrobe of being a fisherman. The Bible says that when Jesus, or when Peter saw Jesus at the shore, and, and this is in John chapter 21, when he saw Jesus at the shore, that he took off his robe and he jumped in the water. Now, there's a, there's, a, there's a picture here of him taking off his agreement with his old identity. You know, his identity was a disciple and a son of God. And, and after Jesus died, he lost that feeling and that calling and, and that motivation. And, and he let go of that and he went back to doing what he used to do. And here Jesus on the shoreline restores Peter for the work of the ministry. And he says, Peter, do you love me? Jesus wasn't questioning whether or not he loved him. He was saying, hey, you know, do you love me? You love me, right? Then I release you to go feed my lambs. I release you to go feed my sheep. And so there's some of you right now that you've been in a difficult situation and you might have been in a difficult season and, and maybe just this week, you, you just kind of lost your wit and, and emotions took over and, and you didn't know what to do and you've been isolated and it's been difficult and, and you've made competing commitments to go back to Egypt. You made competing commitments to go back into the boat and be the fisherman. You made competing commitments to go back into your past rather than to see yourself in the future and to let God love you into what he's doing. And so right now, there's an opportunity to come into disagreement. Father, I thank you right now for the awareness you're bringing by the power of your spirit into the homes of our family right now. And God, I just ask that you would show the places where we have made partnership with a lie according to our past. God, I ask you would show us, Lord, the competing commitments that we've made, where we believe that this was, this was going to be the downfall of us. Lord, that we would believe, you know, the, the lies that we believed about what the results are going to be here. Lord, unto death rather than unto life. 
Lord, we come into disagreement with those beliefs and we stand on your word that you're going to finish what you start. We stand on your word that we get to move from Jacob to Israel. We stand on your word that we get to move from Saul to Paul. We stand on your word. We get to move from Sarai to Sarah, the womb of promise. And God, I just speak, Lord, courage and permission right now, Lord, to let Ishmael go, to let those Ishmael commitments go, to let those half-breed commitments go in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we choose to stand on hope. We choose to stand in abundance. We choose to stand on the word of God with an unrealistic hope. Against all hope, Abraham believed. Father, we stand in the, in the odds of, 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 of what's happening right now the balance of what the, the global leaders, the decisions they're making and what they're dealing with, God. Lord, we stand in the tension, Lord, of the now and the not yet. And we call for your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven right now in Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> Father, I just release a wave of your presence, a wave of your goodness right now into our homes, God, as we cut away the old things and we realign ourselves with the blood of Jesus, as we realign ourselves with the goodness of who you are and what it is that you're doing and saying right now. We will not go back, but Lord, we will advance. <laughs> we won't grow weary, but we will stand in the strength of the Lord. We will not be oppressed or depressed, but we will overcome. We will walk forward in victory in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we just declare it by your spirit. By your spirit. Father, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right now. We thank you, Lord, for what it is, how you're moving right now. And we say yes. We say yes in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're saying. And we just receive this word right now in Jesus' mighty name. Gen 1, I challenge you right now. Viewers all over the world, I challenge you right now. Let your hope rise. Let your hope be unrealistic. This is the time to begin to speak the truth about who God is. There's a promised land coming. There's a nation being built. There's land to gain. There's territory to conquer. There are businesses to start. Come on, there are solutions to release. There are neighbors to love. There's videos to make. Something good is about to happen. This is our time to rise. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're honored to have you. I hope this service encouraged you. Man, so many of you guys have been on today. Thank you for watching. And I just bless every listener, every comment, and uh, share this hope-filled message with someone who needs to hear it. We believe that something good is about to happen. Something good is about to happen. Miranda's going to bring up our pre-scroll again here as we close this out and, and let you have a few minutes just to soak in this. I'd encourage you, get on a Zoom call. Get on, a, get on the house party. That's a great app to talk with people. Get on FaceTime. Get your family together. Begin to share this hope out. Come on, begin to talk about how hope is moving in your life. Let's share this out. Let's pray together. Let's believe God together. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll see you soon.